commence primary ignition. Primary ignition. This is the way. This is the way. I can bring you in warm, or I can bring you in cold. What is up, all of you Ugnots and Jawas out there? And welcome back to yet again another episode of Mando Talk. And joining me again this week is none other than DJ Foster at Rebel Scum Texan. Here, there, everywhere. What is up, my man? I'm just playing with my hat. I don't know what to do with my hat right now. I feel like if I do this, it looks yeah. bad. If I do this, uh, it's too casual. I think I'm going to rock it backwards tonight. There you go. Hey, we'll see slip, how it goes. back, rock back. We're going to have a lot just of fun uh, as we talk about the Star Wars news this week. But you just held up a Jawa, man. Show show that to our yeah, YouTube audience. This is, it's actually my AirPod case. Oh, very fancy. Yeah, very fancy. Came, with, came with a little carabiner here, which I don't actually recommend using the carabiner for traveling purposes i feel like it'll fall off of any kind of keychain you might have really sure. cool airpods go in there it's great so it's a fun little doodad um and actually just a little <clears throat> fun fact about each airpod this okay. one is named echo three and this one is <laughs> named echo seven so echo three Brilliant. and echo seven and then inside my jawa is echo base so <laughs> there you go just having some fun with my devices is all that yeah. was no that's just pure cleverness now tonight we are going to discuss all the recent star wars news uh but if you're not watching live that's fine you know we'll continue to do podcast platforms you can watch us on the playback but i do have a couple of updates number one we are going to start going live at seven o'clock p.m uh central standard time on youtube so if you want to catch us talking about this stuff live please uh check us out at seven o'clock at night every tuesday for geekverse reactions and every thursday for mando talk so i wanted to make that uh aware or i wanted to make you aware of that our our lovely listeners second announcement is i want to get back into doing like mando mini talks i did those a lot uh there for a while because i think they're convenient uh for the viewer to just get the shorter kind of news pieces for the ones that they're most interested in so we're going to do that for geekverse reactions we'll have the shorter highlights if you will drop on wednesday and then on friday we will have our mando mini talks or just our mando talk highlights drop and that those are youtube exclusive kind of things so if you want your just basic news segments and, and you only have some here and there that you're interested in that way that's easy for you to watch, easy for you to chill and just view and listen to our thoughts on those things. DJ, you want to add anything to that? I've, I've lost you again. I can't hear you. Can't hear you. Can't I had it muted. There you I go. Had it muted. There you that go. That was on me. That was on me. I mute the microphone when I try to get a drink. That way I don't get none of this right here. Some ASMR uh, water bottle for everybody out there. No, uh, I just want to add one small thing. Nothing major. Well, it depends how you look at it. I want to shout out to my little sister. It's her 25th birthday today. So happy birthday, Savannah. Happy birthday to her. Happy birthday, uh, Savannah. Many, many more. And uh, yeah, that's the only thing I have to say. But so moving away from that, 
I just, man, we have Geekverse on Tuesdays, which is great, but mm-hmm. my, my bread and butter is Star Wars. It is. You know, I it's think like, it's definitely like, like Geekverse is like my chips and salsa that uh-huh. comes out before I get my enchiladas. Yeah. And there my you enchiladas go. is Mando <laughs> Talk. And if you have never had an enchilada and you're listening, just come on down to Texas. We'll show you the gloriousness. I will show you the gloriousness of, of, of an enchilada, a good one. Okay. Fair That's enough. That's all I gotta say. That's all okay. I gotta say. So let's, all right. let's go. Let's hit, get going. Yeah, let's do this. Okay, Star Wars news. We, like DJ has alluded to, we've got tons to get to, uh, but we're gonna try to respectfully, you know, spend our time on each one. But we're gonna keep in mind that you know we value your time, and you know we try to stick to that hour uh, and no more than. But we'll see. We'll see. So bear with us. Just just have fun with us, uh, and we can't wait to discuss these things. So first thing. First news piece, here we go. James Newton Howard reveals that a docu-series about George Lucas and ILM is in the works and will be directed by none other than Lawrence Kasdan. Big time news there. Uh, this came out of the out of the blue uh, for me, if you will. Howard revealed that uh, revealed this on Score the Podcast. So super cool. Great job by Score the Podcast. And Howard revealed that he's the one that scored the docuseries. So it seems like, you know, this would be pretty credible information coming from this guy. And he also revealed that it would be six episodes. So let me, you know, just to start this conversation, if you will, DJ, obviously, I know that you are the behind the scenes lover. So so how much does this excite you? As soon as I read it, I was like, Lawrence Kasdan is directing a, a series about George Lucas. I thought. There's not really anybody else better. Mm-hmm. I'm just to be honest. With you, I don't think there's many other people better suited to direct a series documenting George Lucas's career life. I, I have no idea what this is because, I mean, I've read I read an article from Collider that talked about this. And it, it's just it, it doesn't really give a whole lot of details other than it's Lawrence Kasdan directing, which in case for those of you who aren't familiar, Lawrence Kasdan, writer of Empire Strikes Back. Um, mm-hmm. He wrote. He helped write Raiders of the Lost Ark. He mm-hmm. wrote Solo with his son John Kasdan. Mm-hmm. You know, and he's actually helping Lucasfilm oversee the Willow project right now. Mm-hmm. So you've got a lot of really cool tie-ins to Lucasfilm here. That's why I say there's nobody be- better than Larry Kasdan to show you something about George Lucas's life. Um, and on top of that, James Newton Howard. I yes to to what you said just a moment ago, Caleb. I would consider him a very credible source. Yeah, this guy has been around the Hollywood world for a long time. He um, he helped Hans Zimmer work on um, Gladiator, which I actually listened to that soundtrack today. It's a classic soundtrack. It's fantastic. In fact, the 20th anniversary just hit Spotify not too long ago. Um, So if you're looking for some solid cinematic music, Hans Zimmer and James Newton Howard got together and worked on Gladiator. If I'm not mistaken, James Newton Howard also helped Hans Zimmer on at least one of the Dark Knight trilogies. And I'm actually looking, I've just now pulled up his uh, filmography just for, just to give you an idea. Okay. Who this guy is. He's a Grammy award uh, recipient and an Emmy award recipient and nine Academy award nominations. Mm. If you, you don't really get a better um, source for, you know, some decent documentary type news than a guy who's scored some other movies and big ones at that, not to mention The Fugitive with Harrison Ford, Space Jam, King Kong, The Dark Knight, you know, and he's just been a part of a lot of other series as well. So this yeah. is a very credible source to me. 
I am through the roof excited about what this series could deliver for us. And it makes me very happy. And I also like the picture you chose of George Lucas there for our mm. YouTube viewers, because I believe that is a prequel trilogy, George Lucas behind the camera. Yes, so indeed always, it is. Always see, see, I got, I got this behind the scenes <laughs> stuff on lock. It's, it's kind of annoying for most yeah. people, but right now no, it's coming in hot. No, I mean, I mean, <laughs> I, I don't know as much behind the scenes stuff as it seems like you do. Uh, so it's great to have, you know, your yeah. perspective on it because really all I, I feel like that. I can add to this is that I'm just excited to get more information about George Lucas and the mind that he has, because oh, again, yeah. we've, we've talked about this before, uh, whether you like it or not, Hollywood's not the same if it wasn't for George Lucas. Absolutely. So it's going to be super cool to see uh, this docu-series, if you will. And, and two questions that I have. First question, should we expect to see this on Disney Plus? I, I don't know. And here's the thing. I, initially, I read a different article this morning, and I wish I could remember which article. And I say this morning, I mean yesterday. Mm -hmm. um, it's been a long day, everybody. But <laughs> at the same time, uh, I don't know. And I wanted to say no flat out whenever I was going through the show notes this morning and trying to figure out, do I really think it'll come to Disney Plus? And then yeah. I read the Collider article about this. And at the very bottom, it says nobody's picked it up yet. Hmm. So I find that interesting that there aren't people out there trying to pick up information about George Lucas, you know, because there's a lot there. I mean, and you guys got to remember, you know, he hasn't, he kind of isn't in the public eye a whole lot. Mm -hmm. Like the last time, you know, he was really in the public eye was when he visited some random museum, I think in like Los Angeles or Chicago, some Chicago, I think Chicago. <laughs> yeah. And so beyond that, you know, he's not out and about a whole lot. So it's just, he kind of is an elusive genius, mm -hmm. which is kind of away a lot of the time. And I would just love it if somebody would hurry up and pick this up. And if it's not Disney plus, I imagine it could go to like Netflix, but you know, then again, I feel like that would be a betrayal for his buddy, Steven Spielberg, who hates all the streaming stuff. So, sure. <laughs> you know, maybe maybe it'll land on an actual TV uh, channel. I don't know. But yeah, for now, I'm just going to stick with I don't know. And anything's fine with me. OK, sure. Sure. For me, I guess when I read that question and, and was reading on the articles that I saw, you know, I think it's Disney plus or nothing, but uh, I mean, I, I could be wrong again. I, I don't know all the yeah. behind the scenes details, but, and to my next question here with any predictions with release date, I think if Disney plus does pick it up and if they're going to include maybe Indiana Jones details in this, I think they could release it to hype up Indiana Jones five on Disney plus and just get people going with not just star Wars, but just Lucasfilm in general, because I think some movie going audience forgets sometimes that Indiana Jones comes from George Lucas's mind as well as Spielberg and, and all those different people that have impacted star Wars. So I think, you know, if that's just my mental, like marketing brain right. going, uh, if they want wanted to do that, I think they could go that route. But again, we don't even know if it's coming to Disney Plus. So, what say you, DJ, to to finish this off? You know, I have no clue when this will release. You know, I I can't even begin to speculate when it will release because, again, George Lucas is elusive. He's very much he's a lot like Yoda in a lot of ways. Mm -hmm. He just kind of <laughs> hangs out in his hut wherever it is. I imagine it's like a I don't know. I don't, I don't guess it's like a swamp because the dude's from California. He's probably chilling on a beach. I would, if I was him, I'd chill on the beach as often as I could. But um, I have no idea when this is coming out, but it doesn't, like I said a minute ago, it doesn't matter when it comes out. It doesn't matter where it drops. I just, I'm going to watch it. I'm going to find a way to watch it. Um, short of piracy. I'm going to find a way to watch it. 
Sure. I, I'm just excited about it because I mean it's George Lucas, it's Lawrence Kasdan, it's right. James Newton Howard. It's it's a good time. Right. Yeah. We All we definitely just a good time. we just want to see George again, and regardless of where this comes, when it comes. If it comes, we'll be there to check it out. Uh, you let us know, though, all of our listeners. Let us know in the live chat if you're watching live. Let us know in the comments if you're watching back on the playback. Or let us know in Discord if you are listening on our podcast platforms. Next up on our news piece, or news segment, news piece. Our, next up on our episode, I just put The Mandalorian. There's like three different things all with The Mandalorian that we could oh, talk yeah. about uh, on this episode. And here's the first. The show this past weekend won seven Creative Arts Emmys this, you know, this past weekend. I just said that. Now, here are the seven. And I'm just going to ask, you know, do any of these stand out to you, uh, DJ? First one, sure. outstanding prosthetic makeup. Outstanding cinematography for a single camera series. Outstanding sound mixing for a comedy or drama series. Outstanding music composition for a series. Outstanding special visual effects in a season or a movie. Outstanding stunt coordination and outstanding stunt performance. Wow, that is a long list. A great yeah. list. I hope whenever we get to, you know, like the, the main Emmy show, the, the main awards, I hope right. The Mandalorian keeps racking them in uh, because season two well deserves it. But like I said, DJ, let me go back to that question. Any sure. of those stand out to you? They all technically, like to be perfectly fair, they all stand out, but there were certain things about them that I wanted to point out. Okay, go I for thought it. were just really cool. Two of these awards were given to a Dave Filoni directed episode. That Ooh, would be interesting. Ahsoka, the Jedi, chapter the Jedi. 13. Yeah. And um, I'll let you guys research it for sake of time. But mm -hmm. two of these awards go to Dave Filoni's directed episode, which is just mind boggling because this man comes from animation, not right. from the typical film background where you go through film school and you go up the ranks kind of like George Lucas sure. and Spielberg did. It's not it's not like that. So I thought that was really big and a major standout moment. I thought it was a major standout award. Second thing I noticed, and there's only three. I'll be quick. Okay. Two of these no, awards good. were given to Chapter 16, which I believe we can thank Nostalgia for because that's when – that's the rescue. That's when Luke Skywalker shows up. That's when Din Djarin has his showdown with Moff Gideon, and um, which is just all of that into one episode. It's kind of hard to believe it's one episode because mm -hmm. I almost end Chapter 16 at Din walking in with Moff Gideon and then a new chapter begins when the X-Wing flies in. It's kind of how I view it. So yeah. to me, it's just one of these action-packed things. So it's, that's four awards for two episodes right there. And then the odd one to me is the one that won outstanding cinematography. And what I mean by odd is this is the episode with the heist sequence with Mayfield and Mando, where they hmm. go in there. And I thought that was interesting because why would that one have won the award for outstanding cinematography? I thought that was kind of different. I thought that was kind of odd. Um, and so I kind of briefly skimmed the episode today and I can only really narrow it down to two moments where I thought uh -huh. this comes down to pure cinematography. That yeah. is of course the heist on the uh, transport. It's almost like a, your typical train heist from an old cowboy movie, which is very Mandalorian if we're being honest, mm -hmm. which is a great sequence. But I'm like, is that the sequence that's worthy of an award like that? And sure. it's either, and then the other sequence I thought maybe it was this. It's that conversation in that cafeteria between the uh, officer Mayfield and Mando. And I think if they're going to give an award like that to something, it's going to be to that moment. 
and mm-hmm. because that moment is cinema that is cinema that is cinematography at some of its finest sure. so for me that's kind of my takeaways on these awards and yeah. what they mean i think overall it's just great that this show keeps winning awards and i hope that it keeps winning awards and if it continues to win awards then that just means more and more awesome star wars stuff down the pipe yeah now obviously the big one that it's up for is best drama series uh we'll see it's got some pretty tough competition to face uh queen's gambit the boys uh are just two that i just could think of right now oh is one no i don't think wandavision is in that list but those two are the ones that the crown yes it's on there a lot of good shows yeah it's gonna be be, it's gonna be tough for it to win uh that category but regardless it's great to see these type of awards being presented and, and put out there because you know not to sound negative but to the normal viewers these people behind all of this are the the quote-unquote i guess you could say little guys like people you don't notice uh but it's great to see all of these individuals that do so much for this galaxy galaxy that we love to get recognition because like i said they're usually not the ones that get the recognition so congrats to every single individual involved and i will you know again just bow to DJ's analysis there. He did a phenomenal job. I would just say the music composition, just to give shout out to uh, Ludwig. I always mess up his last name. I, I don't want to say it either. Gorenson or something. I don't know. Regardless, tremendous talent. I can't wait to continue to see his work in. I don't know. Is he doing Book of Boba Fett? Do we know who's doing Book of Boba Fett? That's a good question. I, I, I would love for them to keep yeah. like, you know, the Mando verse has kind of like the same score feels, if you will, but yeah. I wouldn't be like, just, Oh, it has to be him. I'm not like that, no, but I'm not, I'm not just attached at the hip to him or anything. Right. It would make the most sense for him to be there. I hope mm-hmm. that they choose him. He's my number one pick right now, which is so that's a weird statement in and of itself, <laughs> because three years ago I would have said John Williams or nothing, but like right. Ludwig is just killed it with the Mandalorian. And so I would love to see him in Book of Boba and and other projects as well. Yeah. Well, all right. Next thing that we've got here for The Mandalorian is a rumor. The Mandalorian will begin filming season three from September 20th to March 23rd. And the source on this is the production weekly. Uh, To be honest, I've never really heard of the production weekly, but. Uh, this kind of gets backed up with what Carl Weathers said a couple weeks ago about how That's they right. were fixing to start shooting. Uh, Giancarlo Esposito even recently was saying they're fixing to start shooting and yeah. they don't really need Pedro. He threw that line in there too. <laughs> uh, but regardless, it's exciting to see that this thing is finally going to meet cameras. Lenses yeah. are going to be shooting on all no. of these characters that we have come to know and love. I can't wait. I think... I think, and I've been on this train for a while, I think this is verification that we are indeed getting this show in the fall slash winter months of 2022, which again is definitely my preference. I know we want it. I know we want it as soon as we can get it, but I I think I tweeted this out this past week. The Mandalorian goes hand in hand with pumpkin spice lattes thanksgiving dinners christmas opening up presents there's a a baby yoda under the (laughs) present under the tree for for a little kid all of that stuff for me now goes hand in hand so that release 
frame gets me the most excited. But what say you, DJ? What are, what are your thoughts on all of this stuff? First of all, I want to shout out to Rural Farm Boy in the chat. He wants to kind of throw it back just a second to the the awards. He's saying there okay. are so many people behind the scenes telling these Star Wars stories. You alluded to that, Caleb, and we yeah. couldn't agree more. Uh, Rural Farm Boy, thanks for being here. And on top of what we were just talking about, um, I, I'm with you. I love that it comes out in the fall because I remember I was talking to my cousin a while back, and he was like, man – is there a new star Wars movie this year? And it was one of those years where there wasn't one. Mm -hmm. And I was like, no, it's not, it's not coming this year, you know, but we've got, you know, Mandalorians, you know, coming up and stuff. Like, and I was telling him stuff like that. And he was like, okay, you know, just, I feel like star Wars is like a Christmas movie now where, you know, yep. you go just back a few years, not very, it's less than 20 years ago. It's like, Oh, this, that's a summertime movie. It's a summertime blockbuster. But like, I'm, I've kind of grown into this, like, you know, the, the fall and the winter, that's the time for, for star Wars content. And, not to say that I didn't like Bad Batch, and I'm not looking forward to Star Wars Visions because I am, mm -hmm. um, and I loved Bad Batch. But you know, it's right with this live action content that we've been getting. I, I prefer it in the fall and the winter. And you know, the fact that it it could come out in next fall, I think, makes all the sense in the world because you got you got to remember with this behind the scenes type stuff. While they're filming, there's other stuff going on at, at Lucasfilm and behind the scenes that wherever they edit, I'm assuming I would like to think they do this stuff at Skywalker ranch. You know, there's no telling where they do all this stuff. Mm -hmm. um, Cause there's a lot that goes into the, this show and other shows as well, just like this. So, and, and, you know, they've got Ahsoka going on, you know, behind the scenes as well. And, and um, a lot of other stuff too, Kenobi we've in Andor. And so all that to say, I, I think that this is really good verification. I think that we've had a director and an actor now, um, mm -hmm. and a director slash actor, I should say, mm -hmm. um, come in there and say, Hey, it's, it's coming. And even Zach Horvath welcome Zach Horvath jumps in the chat and says, Hey, it's going to be in winter 2022. And, um, and Royal farm boys just right on with, with him and us. So yeah, I'm, I think we're all tonight saying it's coming next year yeah, uh, and it's coming full force and it's going to be fantastic. And I, I agree with you about the, especially about the, the scarves and the pumpkin spice <laughs> latte and you get your flannel on. I just, you know, flannel yeah. and Mando that's, that's, that's a combo. Hashtag worth, flannel worth. And, Mando. and Mando. There it is. Let's go. Okay. One, one final thing with the Mandalorian. I told you there's a lot, there's a lot with the, yeah. I love to see it. I love to see it. Katie Sackhoff recently was discussed. I, I don't know. I don't know exactly who she was discussing. I think it was slash film. I might Slash be film. okay. Good. Thank Slash goodness. I, I got that right. She teases that there could be quote unquote unfinished business between Bo and Din Jaren. Uh, I will say this though. Come on. I mean, obviously there's unfinished business between these two. Like that was her whole arc in yeah. season two was to try to get the dark saber back. And now that Din Jaren is the rightful owner of said saber, of course, there's some unfinished business. Uh, yeah. Now, she did not confirm that we are getting that unfinished business. That's her right. as one of us, as a fan, saying that, man, it would be really cool to see that unfinished business. Like, come I, on now. I call BS on that. <laughs> I'm just saying there's no way that, come on. I, this is my new word for our streaming. Everybody's being cheeky. I'm cheeky. Tired of this cheeky where you cheeky. at blue harvest bricks <laughs> yeah, come on blue harvest bricks jump in here but i'm just like everybody just keeps being real cheeky like oh i might i might not be in it at liam neeson 
Oh, uh, at Andrew Garfield, I, at Andrew Garfield, <laughs> at Katie Sackhoff, you know, at Carl Weathers. Every, everybody's just like at Toby Maguire. <laughs> at this point, I'm just like, come on. Just, you know, there's an old phrase and I'm, it's a little PG 13 of a phrase, but I'm going to say it piss or get off the pot. Come on. <laughs> I mean, just just own up to what you're doing, because at a certain point, you just have to jump on the horse and ride. I just. I'm just calling BS. She's in it. They're going to fight. I'm looking forward to 2022. Me too. Me too. I can't wait to see it. But you know what? <laughs> Those of you out there, let us know. Do you think we see this quote unquote unfinished? Can't get it out. Unfinished business. Do we see it? Now, I guess to play devil's advocate, we don't have okay. to see it in season three. It could just be, you know, further down the line. But I think it naturally makes sense to see it in season three because Katie Sackhoff's character, Bo is not going to just sit back and, and let that sit. She's going to do something about it in season three. Yeah. All right. We'll That's see why it's going to happen in season three. We shall, we shall see. We shall Dying see on that hill. Dying. On All right. Fair <laughs> enough. Okay. Fair next enough. on the news is star Wars visions, man. I, I, I'll be honest with you. I forgot that this comes out next week, next week. Man, we're getting new content. Like, it's come just, on now. Get, let's get pumped. Let's get pumped. Be, we shouldn't be getting new content, but we <laughs> are. It's it's so exciting. My brother had to remind me uh, like two or three days ago. He was like, hey, Star Wars Visions is uh, is coming out next week. And I was like, it is? Oh, it is. So <laughs> yeah. I'm just super excited about it. And, and yeah, I'm, me too. I'm not, I'm not an anime guy. Well, and I think some um, initial viewings have occurred. Like, I think some people have gotten yes. early access and everything well, I've seen so a, far have been very positive. Yeah. And there was a manga that was released, a, a book that was released mm -hmm. to kind of it was like a prequel to some of the stories, at least one story for sure. I know of. Sure. And yeah. I have not read anything about those. I'm trying to go into this thing as blind as I possibly can. So for me, it's just like, OK, we have little teases. And you mentioned there's already been some viewing, which is great. It's mm -hmm. helpful. Fantastic mm -hmm. stuff. So mm -hmm. I'm, it's just one more thing to look forward to. Absolutely. Well, let's share some Star Wars Visions details, shall we? Number Do one. It. Do it. Expect the episodes to vary in length from 13 to 22 minutes. Now, let's just pause, pause there. We're going to go from detail to detail. Let's pause there and just focus in on that for a second. Is that length okay with us is what we're going to debate or not debate. I don't know what your take is on this. I'm okay with it. I'm very happy with 13 to 22 minutes. I think that's going to be the appropriate length. I think it's going to be just enough to make me want to keep watching the next episode and the next episode and the next episode, because don't forget that this is all coming out at once. Every single one of these short stories is dropping simultaneously. So it's not like, oh, it's only 13 minutes and I got to wait another full week to see the next one. It's not like that this go around. We are getting every single one of them. So for me, I'm actually kind of excited because that means I get to binge. I can probably binge every single episode of this in one sitting. At least that's my goal. Uh, now, with that said, if I feel myself getting tired, I'll probably pause because I want to make sure I give everything I've got to Star Wars Visions. But I think I'm going to be able to succeed in that goal with it being 13 to 22 minutes. DJ, what do you got on this time slot? Does that make you happy? Does it does it bother you or you're just good with it? No, and it doesn't bother me whatsoever. I think it's a perfect good. length. Uh, good. It's, it's perfectly <laughs> acceptable 
um, given the way that anime typically goes. Now, I've said, even on this episode, I've said in past episodes, while I'm not an anime fan, you mm-hmm. know, generally speaking, I have watched some anime. Um, I've yep. watched, you know, I, mean, I don't know if it really counts as anime because some people are like, no, that's not anime. Like, I remember back in the day watching a little bit of Yu-Gi-Oh! I was, and, and I don't know if that's considered anime or not, but like some people do, some people don't. I understand that, you know, kind of causing maybe some rifts there. But one thing that I do remember watching a long time ago was Full Metal Alchemist. I thought that was a really cool show. I watched the very first episode of that when I was in high school about 400 years ago. And I thought that it was really, really cool. And I never continued watching it because I watched it at a friend's house. So it was a one and done kind of situation for me. So mm-hmm. I, knowing what I know about anime, these types of shows are typically 13 to 22 minutes anyway. So right. that it fits. Bother. Yeah. And honestly, you watching like reruns of The Office or Parks and Rec, those are all like 22 minutes. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah, so I think, sorry, DJ, I think we're losing you for a second. So what I'll do is I'll just kind of take take the wheels on this for a second. Uh, With Visions, you're good, you're good. I'll just keep going until you catch back up. With Visions, um, we did get also a official list of heroes and villains come out from StarWars.com. We got Kara from The Ninth Jedi. This is the heroes list. Uh, we also got Care from the Twins. I hope I'm saying that character right. We got Dan from the Elder. We got F from the Village Bride. And we got Ronan from the Duel. Now, again, on StarWars.com, it specifically uh, goes into detail with that. But it does kind of give a spoiler warning because I know some people like to go into shows completely uh, without knowing anything. So with that said, I didn't want to you know, dive into the sp- specific details of each character. But just to let you know that that list is out there. We also got a villains list. We got the Elder from the Elder. We got Am from the Twins. We got Masago from, I'm going to mess this word up probably, a, a Kakri. I don't know, maybe. <laughs> Sith Bandit leader from the Duel and the Inquisitor from TOB1. So, and I also think today they released a droids list, like, but I just didn't have enough time to get into the notes. So with that said, DJ is back uh, and we got tons of visions, details to discuss. So what do you think of the heroes list, the villains, the droids? What do you think about visions just in general? I'm sorry I lagged out. You're Maybe good. Should invest in an <laughs> Ethernet cable. I don't know. But no, I'm, I'm very excited about this. Back on the, the duration, I think the duration is perfectly fine. As far mm-hmm. as this list of villains and characters go, the one I'm most excited for is Ronan from The Duel. Oh, yeah, good call. I'm excited specifically about that episode because I, if my knowledge is correct, that's the one that looks like super hyper-realistic. Mm-hmm. And I want to watch that one so bad. Plus, I like samurai films. So I'm hoping this has a very samurai film you know, seven samurai type feel to it. And I'm hoping that that works out that way. But as far as the rest of these go, I mean, I can't say I'm attached to anybody because I haven't met anybody. So I don't know. True. Yeah. And I can't wait, you know, and and I even I skipped over reading the descriptions because I came to the decision of, look, I kind of want to go into visions completely Same. blank. Uh, yeah. So I didn't read that article. But again, it's out there. If you just go to starwars.com, and it's there. I think it's got three articles now because, again, I think they released a droids one. If not today, it was yesterday. Uh, so go to that if you want to read up on these characters beforehand. But like I said, I want to go 
in completely clean and completely blank. Okay, next news piece is a new one. This is breaking news. Not really breaking news, but it broke today. It broke today that uh, Sung Kang, he is from the Fast and Furious franchise, among other things. That's what I know him most from. Uh, He confirms that his character will, in fact, be using a lightsaber. Now, not only does this excite me, but number two, this kind of, in a sense, almost verifies that Inquisitor rumor that came out a couple months ago, at least in my opinion. I'm not going to go as far as saying that it's going to be the specific Inquisitor that that rumor said a couple months ago, which I believe was the fifth brother. But I do think if he's got a lightsaber, and I might be biased, I think it's going to be Inquisitor. What do you think, DJ? Well, it's not been confirmed that he's an Inquisitor. Right. So until otherwise proven, <laughs> I'm going to say he's a light side guy. Mm. I just want to, I want him to be like a Jedi we've never met before. Okay. And then like he dies via Vader because in the interview he gave, he does mention Darth Vader. Right. He mentioned seeing Darth Vader on set. Sure. So, because he, because he's working for him, <laughs> but maybe, continue. <laughs> maybe, or he's being murdered by him. <laughs> but it's it's okay either way for me. I, I just like I love him in Fast and Furious, the the franchise as a whole. Uh, mm-hmm. Han's just a fun character. He's always hanging out eating chips, which that's pretty much my most of my personality. I'm usually just hanging out eating chips, and my wife will confirm that. Um, but at the same time, I think it's really cool that we've gotten some more confirmation uh, of sorts for Kenobi and yeah, he's using a lightsaber and I couldn't be happier about lightsabers. Yeah. Well, it makes me happy. Like I said, I, I really do. I really do hope that it is in fact the inquisitor role only because I've voiced this before. I know this is not new information for our diehard podcast listeners here. Rebels for me is so good. And I am dying to finally see a live action Inquisitor. Like, give it to should me, I, please. Should I, should I do it? Should I say it? What What do you have to say? What do, What you Zach got? Zach Morvath, watch Rebels. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. Hey, anytime. Uh, I don't know if he has yet. We We need an update, Zach. If you're still Zach, with us live, tell us in the chat. We need to know. Yeah, we need to know. <laughs> but regardless, um, I do really hope that it, he's an Inquisitor. But I don't have my, you know. Like I always say, I don't want expectations to be super high, so I don't have that set in stone. But that is my expectation right now, is that he will, in fact, uh, be playing an Inquisitor role. Anything else you would like to add to that before we move forward? Not a thing. All right. Next news piece. We got franchise movie news. What? Star Wars isn't just television? We got movie news. Disney revealed their upcoming movie slate for their major tentpole films. And of course, in that slate, they revealed the Star Wars releases. In those Star Wars releases, we've got the following three dates. Obviously, Rogue One is the one that's coming first. We know the most about that film. We got a December 22nd, 2023 release date for Rogue Squadron. That's the first one. Second one, we've got a December 19th, 2025 untitled Star Wars uh, release. We'll talk in a minute who I think could be involved with that film. The third one is December 17th, 2027. And is yet again, another 
untitled Star Wars film. So let me pause there. How do we feel about the two-year gap between all of those films? Not an issue for me. Um, Good. The prequel trilogy and the original trilogy had three-year gaps between them. I honestly wish that the sequel trilogy and all those other films had more gaps in there as well for Mm -hmm. just, you know, flushing out all those nitty-gritty details, make it all work as best it can. Um, so two year, two year, no, no, no problem with me. Two years. I can wait two years. That's yeah. Fine. Well, and don't forget too that in those two years, I guarantee you they're going to have Disney plus content coming out as well. So yeah. we will still feel very much like we're getting that yearly star Wars, uh, content. So I, I just yeah. second, uh, that take. So I think we can kind of skip over the next question. Cause I think we answered it is getting only three star Wars films in six years, a bummer for me. It's not because like we just mentioned, we're getting some Disney plus content um, in between expectedly, at least now my next question gets to kind of that idea that I teased in my opinion, I think the 2025 film is going to be Taika Waititi's directed film. And I think the 2027 film is going to be the Kevin Feige produced because we haven't gotten confirmation on anything else except that Ryan Johnson trilogy that I don't know if we'll ever see happen, if I'm being completely honest. So those are the two people that I think are involved with those untitled films. Would you agree with that take? I think Taika's is 2025 and I think Feige's Mm -hmm. is 2027. I also would just like to add, because you brought it up, they're too scared to say anything about that Ryan Johnson trilogy because the second they do it, it's it, the internet's going to explode and it's so much safer just to say nothing. It just, you know, it, it's like that old phrase your mom used to tell you, you know, if you ain't got nothing nice to say, don't say anything at all. <laughs> and I think that's kind of what Lucasfilm is doing with the Ryan Johnson thing, but we're not yeah. talking about Ryan Johnson. I mean, we could. we could, we could, Oh, I could talk about Ryan Johnson. Um, not that I have just this terrible opinion of the guy, but, um, cause I, I don't, but at the same time, I, you know, we're talking about Taika, we're talking about Feige, uh, Taika's coming 2025. I think Feige's is 2027. If that's not the case, Feige's producing Taika's and then this other one's just kind of out there. You know, and I did think that initially, but I think we've gotten confirmation now from Feige that he hasn't even started working on his film yet but taika has said taika has voiced that i'm in the writing process and all of these different things so with that in mind i do think they they will be separate now don't forget there's also like that it never got confirmed jd dillard directed like exegol type kind of film that was out there i I don't think that's it though i don't think that's going to be one of those releases uh final question though that i have for this are these films going to be connected in any way? And I'm just going to go ahead and put my answer in other than them being in the star Wars galaxy. I don't think there's any story threads connecting these three films. Would you agree? Or do you disagree? I was slightly, I was like a 50 to 50% agree. Disagree. Okay. Does that count? Is that a thing? Sure. Sure. Let's go with it. I would like to see them connected. I think, you know, with these, these are three movies set two years apart. That's Mm kind of what the sequel trilogy did. Sure, uh, sure. Technically, you know, it was technically two years apart. I think Lucasfilm had too much on their plate at the time, but um, that's a different topic for a different day. Um, I would like to see them connected, but for now, I'm I'm going to go with they're connected. Why not? You know, we don't know, so let's just go with they're connected. You know, think, you – sorry, I didn't mean to cut you no, off, but I was, gonna I was just going to say – I was just going to say 
I think you said you want you want you want them to be connected. I do. I don't. I I do want them to be connected. I don't want them but connected, and here's why: only because I know that Taika Waititi creates like these crazy films, and I want it to be its complete own thing. Like I don't want because again, as soon as Taika Waititi makes his crazy film, people are going to be like, "Oh, that doesn't connect with." If it connects to Rogue Squadron, they're going to say, oh, it doesn't connect with Patty Jenkins' Rogue Squadron, and we're back in that Ryan Johnson mess, and I don't want that. Yeah, so I want them, like, just these own kind of stories, dive right. into, make make it feel like a big galaxy, because it is a big galaxy. That's true. Uh, and use this as an opportunity to do something different. Don't make a trilogy. Do something just completely, something that we've never seen before. That's what really excites me, I guess. Yeah, and I don't disagree with the take, but mm-hmm. just for the sake of my argument there, I would I would go with saying I, I want them to be connected for a lot of different reasons. I think it'd just be fun to have a connection, some more. Like, it doesn't have to be all connected to like Ray or Luke or Anakin. It can be a connective thing out there somewhere else. And bear in mind, and I, this is what I was going to say a second ago, um, but bear in mind that Taika has worked with other directors with Mandalorian and True. it's it, it we also have to bear in mind uh he's worked with Marvel and he's working with Marvel currently so mm-hmm. we have to keep in mind that this is a guy who knows how to not step on other people's toes good point that's a and very so, good point so I think that he would be great I think it'd be great to have a connective thing Mm-hmm. I'm not saying you're wrong and I'm right and that's it. Sure, sure. That's not yeah. all what it is. I'm right. just saying I, I want to see the connected. I think it's very possible that they could be connected. Mm. Okay, so I think maybe when I I think maybe when I hear the word connected in the Star Wars galaxy is just automatic trilogy. But in in the case of what you're presenting as far as like Taika Waititi's connection with Marvel, I mean it could be I mean guardians of the galaxy is connected to the first avengers and you just don't know it really i mean it's all in the same universe and yet here we are and now they feel connected in some way uh so i i think that's that's very capable and very possible i think for me as soon as i just hear connected in the star wars franchise i just think trilogy and maybe i just just don't want to see a trilogy format but it would be cool to see the connections between the films uh across you know whatever storyline they decide to go with and rural farm boys hanging out with us still and he he gives us a very sobering reminder it's not about what we what we want yeah he says just tell us a star wars story and you're right enough you're right sir you're very right but at the same time i want it my way (laughs) (laughs) i just i'm just gonna be a little child here for a second i want it i want it my way i mean i'm just gonna be honest and and here's the thing i'm not gonna be all butthurt whenever it doesn't go my way you know, I'll get over it. I'm a big boy. I got my sure. big boy britches on. And for those of you who don't know what britches are, that's pants in Texan. Okay. Um, I've got I've, my trousers, Blue Harvest Bricks. Um, I can I can live with it. It's fine. It's no big deal. But you're right, right, sir. Very correct. No, no issue there. <laughs> right. Agree. And I agree with that take. Okay. Our title of our episode this week is Pure Speculation. So DJ sent this idea as far as a topic goes to me earlier this week, and I absolutely love having these conversations. So let's have this conversation. So around this time a year ago, we got our first Mandalorian season two trailer. 
it was officially released. So one year, not one year ago to the day, but it has been at this point, 365 days. Yeah. So with that said, obviously we are getting the book of Boba Fett toward the end of this year. In fact, probably not probably it is going to be in the month of December. So putting our tinfoil caps, our speculation uh, vibes, if you will, let's think about this for a moment. Does that mean, and we can just ask the question that is literally in the title of this episode. Does that mean that a book of Boba Fett trailer is imminent? I guess if do you want me to give my answer first, I can go give ahead, my answer go ahead, first. Go ahead. I think because we got to keep in mind that the Mandalorian season two came out late October while the book of Boba Fett is coming out late to mid December. I think that gives a month, month and a half away from a trailer coming from the book of Boba Fett. Still, I think they're going to keep that whole idea of, I mean, what it was a month and a half before season two of the Mandalorian that we finally got our first trailer. I, th I think we've kind of gotten to that point in fandom where we don't need trailers way out of the release date. I think they can really wait until two months before or a month before. Maybe that's pushing it for me personally. But again, it's not about what we want. It's about what's best for the franchise, right? We've discovered that tonight. So th those are my thoughts. I think we're still... I think we're still a couple months away, if I'm being completely honest. I know me and Zach originally said you're getting it on the first Monday night football game. Well, we missed that. That was a, a couple of days ago, and it did not happen. Uh, but I say all that again. I think we're still a month, month and a half to two months, probably a month and a half to two months away from a trailer. What about what do you think then? You know, I would like to think it'll premiere in the next few weeks, premiering as in a trailer uh, and uh, by, few, by few weeks at minimum three weeks from now mm -hmm. you know i would like to believe that you know traditionally when a star wars project is releasing in december we do get a trailer in october and i specifically mention that because it it is um that time of year where these kinds of december winter type trailers start rolling out quite a mm -hmm. bit especially for things like star wars and marvel you know those kinds of things usually roll out around this time of the year and mm -hmm. that's partly i think due to toys for christmas which is is fair you know that's part of the machine as we know but um and i very specifically remember being on my honeymoon in in 2017 and i told my family hey don't text me i'm just gonna hang out with hillary and we're gonna have we're gonna do our thing you know and but i got a text from both my dad and my sister and they were like hey we know you're busy but a trailer just dropped and i was like it Ooh. did and so i was like i looked at my <laughs> wife and i was like uh, my wife of like two or three days and i said uh -huh. hey you cool if i watch this trailer real quick she goes yeah i'll watch it with you and i was like married the right one so <laughs> i pull out my phone to watch the trailer and it was for last jedi and so i was like oh sweet you know but that was the first one with you know uh luke being all depressed and, and right Sign sure. for the Jedi to end, and I was like, I don't like this trailer. And so I was in a weird, <laughs> I was in a weird mood the rest of the day um, when that dropped. But all that to say, trailers typically come out late September, early October. I think we'll get one before the end of October, mm -hmm. just because. I mean, if at the latest, the end of October, but hopefully mid October on a Monday Night Football game is what I most likely expect because 
that was that the last Jedi trailer dropped on a Monday night football game. Yeah. So it makes the most sense. ESPN, Disney, they're all one thing, you know. So if that if that continues that way, that's perfect for me. And yeah. No, you, you you make you make a good point. I, I think maybe two months, my initial range of two months, I think two months is too high. I'm just real for some reason. I'm just now realizing it's mid September. Like I don't think we can wait until what's that mid mid November. No, I I, I think don't want to wait till mid November. I think okay. it's coming out before that. And and to support that, you know, something else that we talked about discussing was: Are we getting this trailer before Disney Plus Day, which is in mid November? And my answer to that, I was going to say yes, we're definitely getting it before Disney Plus Day because yeah. I think that Star Wars has way too many other projects that they got to start informing the audience about on Disney plus day to where they need to go ahead and have book of Boba Fett out there and about, and then just on Disney plus day, they can say, okay. And in a month you get to see the next great star Wars show. And and really that's all they'll need to do as far as promoting that thing. So I guess I need to go back on my original statement and say like, like you, maybe three to three weeks to a month, a month and a half. At most, yeah. a month and a half yeah. at most is kind of yeah. where I'm now sitting. You've and convinced that's me. Not, that's not based on anything other than that's what we've received in the past, you know? And I really, I, I genuinely do appreciate Roll Farm Boy coming in here. It's like, hey, just just don't don't worry about it. You know, and you're right. I don't need to worry about it. And truth be told, I'm No, not we're just having fun. No, I'm not worried wanna, about it at all. I just want to speculate <laughs> and think, yeah, it's it's got to be here sometime in October. Sure. Um, and that's actually what I wrote in my show notes. I was like, yeah, it's coming before Disney plus day sometime in October. Mm-hmm. Now, again, if they hold out until November 11th, yeah, mm-hmm. November 11th, you know, which will be right around Mando talks 100th episode. I want to throw that in there. Um, just as a, you know, I don't know if that's a tease. This is more like a, Hey, we're almost to a hundred, you know, we're almost there. And we're also almost to a hundred subscribers. Yeah. Quick plug on that. We're <laughs> 10 subscribers away from meeting our goal of getting to a hundred before the book of Boba Fett yeah. premieres in December, which we're, we're going to get there. <sighs> we're we're going to get there. I, I can feel it. It's happening. And so those 90 of you who are out there subscribe to us, start telling some folks, tell, keep telling people, you mm-hmm. see some lady at the grocery store tell her i don't yeah. even know what youtube is well <laughs> tell her anyway you know but anyway back to this at hand I, yeah october would be my my hope and my guess mm. okay now and I, to to rural farm boys point though mm-hmm. i'm i'm showing up to the show regardless excited they could oh, wait yeah. until they could not release a trailer at all and i'm there and I'm excited, 100% be ready really to go. Cool, though. <laughs> and I think we talked about that on Geekverse. Um, qu- uh-huh. Another quick plug for our Tuesday show for Geekverse reactions. Um, until, you know, Book of Boba Fett premieres, we'll take a game off and all that fun stuff. But <laughs> yeah, um, when, all, all that to say, you know, we talked about this if the Spider-Man trailer just never released. And right. Of course, it finally did release. It just took a minute. And it was a good, it was a really good trailer. Like, it was a fantastic mm. trailer. Uh, as far as trailers go, it gave us a lot. And I think that a Book of Boba Fett trailer, they're pro- if they don't release it until November, let me just say this. If they don't release it until November, they are holding on to it for very specific reasons. And probably and that, good reasons. And very good reasons. <laughs> I mean, I still am in the camp of we're going to get a live action Omega. Uh, I don't know if I've actually said that on the show. 
No, I, I think you have. I think I you have. have. Okay. I didn't know if that was just a Twitter thing I said or not. I think we will get a live action Omega. And I think that's wild <laughs> to speculate about. But I'm going to throw it yeah. out there. I mean, Phoenix <laughs> Shand was in Bad Batch. Why? <laughs> it just. Connections, why? really. Is yeah. really all. <laughs> no. Tinfoil hat. Omega's there you in go. Bad, I mean, Omega's in Book of Boba Fett. But I mean, it, she's not. It's not a deal breaker. Right. Um, but at the same time, you know, I mean, it's just whatever all right well <laughs> it's <laughs> it sounds like we have come to an agreement that we expect to see something about book of boba fett within three weeks to let's go with eight nine no eight weeks that's two months i'm, I'm again going to the two months train three so weeks three, to, three to six. six yes three to six weeks we're right three there again we're it's right solid, there again it's a solid time frame yeah you get a lot done in three to six weeks yeah, and it. And I think I could edit a, a a TV show trailer in three to six weeks. I could probably do it in three days, <laughs> just to be honest. Hey, I, hey, hey! I just I only say that in confidence <laughs> because I did study broadcasting for two years in college. There you go. Um, before switching my major, um, and I still do a lot of video editing with my job here at the church. So sure, I feel like I could turn out something pretty quick if I'm being real honest. So well, at the same, there you go. I know they hold on to these things forever because they can. That's kind of yeah. what it comes down to. Absolutely. Well, listen, if you are out there, let us know when should we expect to see the Book of Boba Fett's first trailer drop. Let us know in the comments in the chat or over on Discord. We've got one final thing to discuss. Uh, for this week's episode and that is just kind of uh, what i did again was just grouped some things here we got some gaming news we got some comic novel and legends news what i like to do is kind of group all of those together because uh, those are usually you know the things that not everyone notices or really dives deep into but we want to keep our audience uh, informed so the first thing that happened was a star wars hunter actually released a new trailer so this is the upcoming nintendo switch and android and apple game uh, i believe it's coming out next year uh, the trailer that it dropped was not gameplay trailer it was it was a cinematic trailer so we don't know what the game is going to really look like or feel like or play like so with that said it didn't really do much for me other than just kind of set up the vibes because i don't really i don't really like or i like them i like watching them but i can't take anything away from cinematic trailers for a game because that doesn't tell you anything how the game is going to be uh but did you check out that star wars hunters trailer i, I did watch it today um did it pique your no interest idea. any only in the sense of so i've got a um how old is he now i've got a 13 year old brother and he just turned 13 i forgot how old he was but um i got a 13 year old brother and he plays fortnite so like this game first of all gave me fortnite vibes uh -huh. and depending on your opinion of fortnite you know it could be a lackluster kind of situation having played Fortnite because I have a 13 year old brother and I like to I like to hang out with him sometimes and well, I like to hang out with him in general but um, the fact that it reminded me of that kind of reminded me of what he would be into so uh -huh. I think the age range for this is not meant for people my age sure. or your age or even probably older mm -hmm. um, it's definitely a preteen teenage type game kids game I mean it's it looks like it's a lot of fun and you know will I pick it up or play it if someone has it and I just happen to be near their phone or a switch or whatever, mm -hmm. I'll play it. it it's yeah. not like a, it's not like a battlefront. It's not a fallen order 
you know, so for me or, or KOTOR or yeah, Nigel <laughs> Republic. Yeah. Cause man, I, I still have to start saving money for that thing. Yeah. But, um, I think every, I think everyone in the star Wars community that does not have a PlayStation five is, yeah. is wanting to save up for that. It was, it was as if millions of voices cried out in terror. <laughs> there was exactly. a disturbance in the force, but exactly. yeah, it, it, it looked good, you know, for a kid. And I don't think I will probably play it unless someone's like, Hey, have you seen this? I'm like, Oh no, I haven't played it, you know, kind of okay. thing. So okay. We'll see. We'll see. All right. Well, next thing we got uh, a book here. We've got the art of star Wars, the Mandalorian season two is coming in December. This is something that really I would always I, I would love to get into. I would start liking or I would like to start getting into looking at art books that they put out, especially with the Mandalorian. But usually the price tag, I, I can't really ever. I think it's usually like around 50 bucks. I don't really just drop 50 bucks whenever I can usually see these images online somewhere. Uh, but I know a lot of people are big into these art of collections that Star Wars and Lucasfilm pump out with their projects. So really cool. The the cover looks great. Cover art is phenomenal. It's got, you know, Grogu touching Din's helmet, which, of course, you know, gets you emotional immediately. Uh, DJ, what are your thoughts on the art of The Mandalorian Season 2? I know there's a lot of people who collect these and mm -hmm. love them and... I've, I've been to like Barnes and Noble or other big bookstores and, and kind of picked some up and looked at them. I've never, I've never purchased one. Cause like you said, you know, it's kind of pricey for a, for a book, but I understand yeah. the work that goes into it. Mm -hmm. and I'm not a, I'm not like the biggest book guy. And I, I like to read some star Wars things and, and other things that are more job related for me, but beyond that, you know, I'm not a big book guy. So Agreed. You know, I'm not going to go out of my way and get this. Now, I remember on my first time on Mando Talk, uh, Jacob, your brother, mm -hmm. was on the show, and he mentioned um, kind of doing a little bit of drawing. Is he oh, still? Does definitely. He still do that? Yes. He, I'm He's sure fascinated he by stuff like that. Yeah. Do you think he would pick it up? No. See, no? Jake okay. is, Jacob keeps his money in his pocket. He he <laughs> uh, he's very just you know down to earth like he doesn't need a whole lot of things he's just chill you know that's hey, how that's i define jacob he's chill he's chill <laughs> well i man and th that's very accurate having spent just a tiny bit of time with him and you and the other guys uh -huh. back in the day uh, uh you know i picked up on that and he seemed like a pretty cool dude anyway but at the same time um uh, i was just curious because i knew yeah. like he kind of represents i feel like that uh section sure. of mando talk no and that guy and he loves that stuff don't get me wrong but he like like me he just won't get himself to spend that much money to check That's it out true. what he would like yeah. this is what jacob would like to happen he would like for me to go buy it and so when he comes over to just look through it that's a that's a little brother right there <laughs> well no he's older than me oh he's older than you yeah i didn't yeah. know that so then yeah. you're the little brother i'm the so little bro just, so he's taking away your your stuff that's pretty a, much that is a, that is an older brother move i will admit pretty much <laughs> <laughs> well that's hey that's it is what it is on that kind of stuff i will say though that even though i won't be picking this up unless mm -hmm. someone's like hey i got you this i thought you'd like it let I, me give would, you a big that, hug <laughs> that would be really cool um you know I, and, and maybe there's like a digital copy you know i i don't yeah. know there could there could be but you know i'm not probably gonna pick this up but i will say that big fan of like the artwork side of things, Ralph McQuarrie and, and mm -hmm. Doug Chang and all, all those other artists that that's a lot of work they put in and, 
to have Definitely. that in a book and you know to sell to, yeah. to fans is really cool yeah so go check it out for those of you that are interested in those things this next one of course i've voiced this before gets me really excited the third wave of the legends essential collection has released which has the second and the third novels in the Thrawn trilogy i have yet to get it only because initially I like actually going to the store and finding it. That just gives me excitement. I don't know why. I, I guess I'm OG in that way. I don't really want to just go to Amazon and click ship to me now or whatever. I want to actually sure. find the thing. So I have yet to pick those up, but I can't wait to finally read. I think it's Dark Force Rising is the second one. And I think The Last Command is the third one. Uh, and I also think that they released... Darth Bane's sequel in this collection. Okay. And I want to say they released the Rogue Squadron novel in this collection, oh. but that is all off the cuff. I know those, if those two weren't released in this wave, they're coming eventually because I, I saw it on the, the list. Right. But regardless, great thing seeing the Legends Essential collection continue to pump out. DJ, do you have anything you want to add to that before we have one more thing to let our listeners be aware of? Just that, as you've discussed in the past, these things are tying into canon material, mm -hmm. and there, there's no, it's no longer a a hope or a thought or a presumption. It's happening. These yeah. things, they they wouldn't necessarily churn out all this old stuff. And I, I say old stuff. I don't mean it derogatorily. I mean it to say this is older material. You know, they mm -hmm. wouldn't churn all this stuff out if it didn't have a greater purpose. Yep. And that's something I think we, we need to keep in mind. And Caleb, you convinced me of that a few weeks ago when we, we talked about this before. So, you know, I, I think it's great. They're rolling all this stuff out. I've yeah, I'm in a, like a legends limbo right now. I've totally put all that to the side for the time being. Mm -hmm. um, and I need to, eventually I'll, I'll jump back into some of this legend stuff, especially Darth Plagueis, which is what I've got on the shelf right now. Ready to good read. call. I've heard so good things as, about that one, but I haven't read that one either. Yeah, and I've heard good things about Rogue Squadron, like you mentioned, the, yeah. the novel, because and a lot of people have been asking if if Patty Jenkins has referenced any of that for her film. And I believe she says, yes, we've had access to the material and looked yeah. at it. She but has very much so teased that she looked at it and she took it into heavy consideration as she was making her story. I don't think she really had a choice. But mm -hmm. at the same time, like I really as a fan and I know the Legends fans, we all are really appreciative of things like that. It just yeah. it's nice to know that creatives will listen to us in those respects, you know, mm -hmm. not like we're making demands. Cause you know, I think we're kind of past the point where people have been making demands about legends material but yeah. at the same time, you know, it's all good. If, um, you know, if they keep, you know, doing that, I think it's fantastic. All right. Well, fair enough. Let's get to the last one here. We've got star Wars insider releases the legends collection volume two. This is news to me. You sent a link uh, about yeah. this to me, and honestly, I don't know what's going on with this. So, DJ, let me let me in. Tell me, what, what is this? Well, it, I'll go over it real quick. It, it's very random, I feel like, but it mixes in very well with this Legends Essential stuff that kind of keeps coming out. Mm, so, okay. first of all, Star Wars Insider is a magazine uh, produced by, oh, what was it? Uh, Titan, Titan Magazines, Titan Comics. Oh, and okay. so... They're, they kind of do this, you know, offsite. So this information I'm about to share comes via Star Wars Newsnet. Um, okay. And which from there came via Star Wars <laughs> Insider Magazine. So um, go go look at all of those things. But basically what it is, is essentially we have just a collection of short stories from Legends 
and current canon of Star Wars that ha are basically just being reprinted. In fact, I'm going to read a direct quote from the Star Wars Newsnet article. Uh, it says, Titan Magazine's uh, it's parent company of Star Wars Insider, and they released a statement saying, a collection of exciting short stories, this is where the quote begins, a collection of exciting short stories featuring tales that will take you from the Battle of Endor to the desolate world of Jakku. The stories which cover both legends and tales that fit in with current Star Wars continuity feature popular characters such as Hondo Anaka, Lando Calrissian, Asajj Ventress, and, of course, our great Princess Leia, written by Alexander Freed, David J. Williams, and, of course, this volume also includes some stunning artwork from other... So really what we have here is just something at the end of the day these just kind of tie back into things like we've been saying all along like we just talked about these legend stories are becoming more and more relevant and more important to both old fans and new they're giving us these these things so that we can be prepared for whatever's coming next which to a certain degree i think maybe could play into taika watiti's films or film i should say not films he only has one thus far <laughs> and also kevin feige's and anything else that may be coming out one of these days so I really think that with these things, it's just something like, hey, it's just a little bit more story. It's it's a little bit like Visions. It's a little bit like these Legends Essentials. They're just throwing them in there. They don't necessarily have to fit within the canon, but some of them do. And I think right. that's great. It's exciting. It's just fantastic and fun information that's going to continue to kind of tickle the fancy, if you will, and get us to a point where it's like, wow, I'm really glad I know all this this information because it helped me when I watched X movie, whatever whatever that is. sure so that's really at the end of the day that's all it really is okay but it's still exciting nonetheless because it's it's star wars content yeah you know, absolutely it is, it is. and that's what we are all about here at mando talk is covering all said star wars content uh and we love doing that here every single thursday night we are live at now we are making this official at 7 p.m. Central Standard Time, we are going live to discuss all Star Wars news, content, spoilers, discussions, uh, theories, speculation, all sorts of craziness every single Thursday at 7 p.m. Subscribe if you have not done so on YouTube so you can check that out live. But again, we will always be podcast platforms you can watch us on the youtube playback if you can't catch us live so not a big deal you're not missing out but we would love to just interact with you live that's that's really fun so if you want to interact with us live again check us out live but also on top of that on our youtube channel we also take a break from star wars every tuesday night again at 7 p.m moving forward we will talk about our new show which is geek verse reactions where we talk about marvel dc lord of the rings indiana jones game of thrones all of the different just stuff outside of the star wars lane that us geeks love and we love to talk about it so again a lot of things going on over on youtube and i can't wait to continue to do it and to continue to do it with me will be dj at rebel scum texan and i appreciate you being here yet again this week anything you would like to say to our lovely audience before we get out of here Thank you to everybody that chimed in tonight in the live chat. If you're listening to us over on Spotify or Apple Podcasts, other podcast networks, whatever those things are, let us know what podcast apps we're on. Because to my knowledge, I only know that we're on Apple and Spotify. So there's probably oh, we're, we're elsewhere. 
we're elsewhere. elsewhere. Yeah, Let we us are. Let us know where you're listening from. Let us know how you found us because mm-hmm. that'll make us really excited. Because right now, I, I mentioned to somebody today, we're, we're everywhere from Tennessee to the UK and from Texas down to Costa Rica. Costa you know, Rica, we, baby. We've got some folks down there listening. So we're, we're all over the place. So let us know how you found us. I mean, if you want to follow me, it's right underneath my screen at Rebel Scum Texan on the Twitter. Um, you can hit me up on the bird app. And by the way, do you know that if you look at the Twitter bird and turn it sideways, it looks like Batman. I did not know that. I'm going to have yeah, to look, do that here in a second. You'll have to like look at it and turn it. And you'll be like, you'll never <laughs> see the Twitter bird the same way. Is the beak is the the bat ears? It's it's hilarious. Um, other than that, instead of my normal send off, okay. Instead of telling you can still do this. Instead of telling your mama you love her, tell your sister you love her. If you've there got you got a go. sister, if you got a sister, again to my little sister Savannah. Uh, again, happy birthday, little sis. And um, that's all I got to say. Tell your sister you love her. Fair enough. Well, listen, let's get out of here. We can't wait to have you back on Tuesday when we do our Geekverse reactions, but yet again, a week from today for some more Star Wars and Mando talk. But until that time, let's get out of here. And as always, we have spoken.